Podcast. Presented by XFL2K.com. With your host, Tron Hawkins. Welcome to This Is XFL Podcast. I am your host, Tron Hawkins, and it's here, ladies and gentlemen. Last night was a Super Bowl. What a Super Bowl it was. Chiefs coming back from three touchdowns in the comeback period uh, to beat the 49ers, 31-20. But when those clock to zero, it officially became week one of the XFL season, and it's here, ladies and gentlemen. I've been working on this podcast for 14 months. I started it the day the CDs was announced. I'm one of the original XFL podcast. Not the original or the official, but here we are. It's week one. We're going to go game by game. I'm going to give you my picks and my opinions on each one. It's a little bit harder for week one than it's probably going to be for the next coming, you know, next few weeks just because we're going to start knowing the teams and stuff. But halfway through the season is when I kind of get my groove knowing who to pick and stuff. But this is just guts, gut reactions, looking at the roster, coaches, all that stuff. So buckle up. It's week one. We're going to go game by game. It's game picks and previews. Right here on This Is The XFL Podcast. Now, most places, most podcasts will probably start going game by game, starting with the first game. But every week, I'm going to start with Tron's Game of the Week. And my Game of the Week for Week 1 is the L.A. Wildcats at the Houston Roughnecks. Love this matchup. Love the two coaches, June Jones and Winston Moss. June Jones a little soft-spoken. Winston Moss is the exact opposite of that. <laughs> um, I like the quarterback matchup. The question is, though, who's going to be quarterback for Houston? And, and that's what I'm talking about in my in my power rankings. For Houston, you have P.J. Walker or Phillip Walker or Connor Cook. Are they going to allow these guys to get in a rhythm? Are they going to go back and forth? What's going to happen? That's the question. I think Phillip Walker's going to get the start. We're going to see some Connor Cook. Now, L.A. has some question marks, too. It has kind of come out that Josh Johnson may be hurt. We don't know what's going on with that. It It's one of those crazy things where he didn't start the preseason game. A lot of people thought maybe it was just rest, but everybody else started for every other team but Josh Johnson. But they've been kind of hush-hush about it. So here we are. We don't know what's going to happen in this game. You got L.A.'s great defense. Or what a lot of people think is going to be great defense anyway. They got, they got Sean Oakman. Roughnecks got Sammy Coates on offense. They have the great quarterback. They have Khalil Lewis. It's going to be a great matchup. One, Houston's at home. It's at TDECU Stadium. Two, they're actually a three-and-a-half-point favorite on DraftKings betting odds. So looking at this game, breaking it down, who I think is going to win is I'm actually giving it to L.A., and here's why. If Josh Johnson plays, they're going to have – the better quarterback of the two, I think, if he plays. I like L.A.'s defense a little bit better. June Jones' team's always had a bend, don't break kind of attitude when it comes to defense. He's an offensive-minded coach. So I think they're going to give up a lot of points. That's going to make this offense have to throw a lot. In the preseason game, L.A. won. They had to come back to win it, but they won. They scored, like I think, three touchdowns in the second half to beat them. It's going to be according to who takes the most – in this game, it's going to be who takes the most chances. Um, will Winston Moss go for two or three-point conversions? Will you play it safe? Same with June Jones. June Jones is like this guy that's going to be like the first one to go for a three-point conversion. Bam, we'll go up nine, nothing. I just think with Elijah Hood running the ball at him, with Josh Johnson 
Nelson Spruce, all those guys, I think LA is going to have an easier time doing this. Now, if Philip Walker low starts, you're going to have two very mobile quarterbacks, so it's going to be even. But give me the Wildcats. I think three and a half points is way too much. Uh, we're not picking by the spread. Well, I thought I'd at least tell y'all for the betting people out there. Houston is a home team. We don't know what kind of turnout they're going to have. <laughs> Obviously, it's the first game. It's the 5 o'clock game on Fox this Saturday. I just like L.A. I think L.A. is a is a, a sneaky good team. Um, I think Winston Moss might be the better coach. I like Roughneck's offensive setup a little bit better. But if, if L.A. can run the ball with Johnson and Hood, Houston's going to have a hard time stopping them. So let's talk about the opening game. Seattle at the D.C. Defenders. What a smart, smart move to have D.C. open the first game at Audi Field. It's a smaller stadium. It's an intimate stadium. I've seen pictures of it on Twitter. It looks absolutely amazing. Cannot wait to see it. On the, on the point spread, D.C. is actually a six-and-a-half-point favorite. They are the second biggest, that second biggest spread of the week. We'll get to the other one later. I understand why they're the favorites. It's two things. One, Cardell Jones. Two, Jim's wants to coach Seattle. Um, I think that's what it comes down to. Again, another game where I think the better quarterback wins. I think for the first few weeks, the teams with the better quarterbacks initially will win. But after that, it's going to be who's the hotter team. But right now, in these first few games, you got to pick who you think is the better quarterback when it comes to these games. So this game comes down to this. DC's... Secondary and defense is going to be probably really, really good. Probably top three in the league. Where Seattle, I love Brandon Silvers. I am a big Brandon Silvers fan. I enjoy him as quarterback. I enjoyed him in AAF with the Memphis Express. He kept, you know, kept getting knocked down by Johnny Manziel. You know, nobody wanted to give him a shot because here comes Johnny, even when Johnny was struggling. But I don't know if they got enough weapons. They got Casey Williams. They got Keenan Reynolds at their top two wide receivers. They got Kenneth Farrow, who's a really good running back from Houston. They got Trey Williams from A&M, two great running backs. The only way I think they're going to win this game is, if, if the only way Seattle has chances is they got to throw some trickery. You got to have B.J. Daniels on the field with Brandon Silvers. You got to throw everything at D.C. And I think Seattle is equipped for these sneaky, fast plays. Because even... Even Kenan Reynolds used to be a quarterback at Navy. So here he is. He can also get on the field and throw the ball. So it's not – they're not going to be a straight forward. They're going to have to do some trickery with this, with this, um, with this offense. Then you've got Jaquan Gardner. I mean, they're, they're, they're a pretty good offense. They're not great, though. That's the problem. And I think you got to be great to keep up with a team like D.C. I think D.C. is going to score points in both loads. They have a better quarterback. That's what I was getting at. The better quarterback is going to win these games, I think, for the first few weeks. Give me the better quarterback every time. Give me D.C. to win this game. It's not fair to Seattle, I know, but I don't think they have one. That, I don't think they have the greatest roster in the world. But if they can throw some trickery at them, if they can, if they can throw them for a loop, if they can get D.C. backed, you know, backed up against the wall. Then it's possible if they can get you know a couple or two point three point conversions and put D.C. down early and make Cardell throw. Let's think. Cardell is known to throw picks. He is not a perfect passer. By any means, but if you can get DC backs against the wall and make them throw it and pick off Cardell a couple of times, then Seattle might be in business. I'm not calling it upset though. I think six and a half may be too much on the spread, but I do think that uh, DC will end up covering it. I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means, 
but I don't know if I'd pick this to be the first game of the season. But nobody knows what to expect. They did play each other in the practice game, and the defenders, you know, handled them pretty good. I think it was like 21-15. If Seattle can come back swinging, they can't just be reluctant. Let Brandon Silvers chunk the ball everywhere, then you have a shot. But I just don't see it happening. Sorry. Sorry, Seattle fans. Give me DC in this game. So the first game of the Sunday slate is very interesting. It's a 2 o'clock game at MetLife Stadium in New York on Fox. I meant to mention Seattle and DC is on ABC. Vipers and Guardians is on Fox. This game is interesting for this one reason. Vipers are favored to win the XFL Championship in Vegas. Why, I'm not totally sure yet. And, and I did an interview with Jay Dash from uh, our XFL Unhinged podcast here on the XFL Newsroom site. Talking about, um, do I think that the Vipers are overlooked? And I said there's three reasons why. One, people remember Mark Chessman from the Bears days. Two, they just assume that, that I mean, they overlook because there's not a lot of star power on this team other than maybe Aaron Murray and Quentin Flowers. Quentin Flowers is awesome, uh, awesome player. He's a gadget guy. And three, a lot of people... I don't think there's going to be a lot of reason they're getting overlooked because Tampa's not the strongest market in the world. This is their chance to prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, Tampa. This game's kind of been all over the place. It was three and a half point spread for the Vipers at the beginning of the week on ESPN. And then the news came out about Antonio Callaway. It dropped down to a point and a half last night. Now it's back up to two and a half points for the Vipers. I don't know why Vegas is so high on these guys. And we talked about it on his podcast. Aaron Murray is a good quarterback, but when it was time for him to be great, and I'm a Georgia fan, I've, I've watched his games. When it was time for him to be great, he just couldn't make that one throw. That's what's going to come down to in this game. Can they make that one good throw? I don't know. Does he have the weapons? I don't know. The Guardians, on the other hand, Matt McGloin came out through three touchdowns to one pick. In the in the preseason game, I'm sorry, three touchdowns, two picks in the preseason game. What Matt McGloin are we getting? Are we getting the guy that threw three touchdowns? Are we getting the guy that threw two picks? We don't know what we're getting. That's why they probably signed Luis Perez. He's a capable backup. He don't make mistakes. He's a game manager. So what is the leash lot for Matt McGloin? If he goes out and throws three touchdowns, three picks by half, are we going to see Luis Perez in? I don't think Tampa's got – I know they did it in the preseason. I don't think Tampa's got the defense, though, to do that. I think the Guardians will shut them down, and I just don't get the love for the Vipers. I'm sorry, ready to strike Vapor Nation. Don't scream at me later. Check him out in the XFL newsroom. I just don't know if their defense – if I mean, Vipers' offense can get, get past the Guardians' defense. I think the Guardians' defense is very sneaky good. I don't think it's getting talked about enough. I think that wide receiver's good with Mikhail McKay. And I think Matt McGloin, like I, like I said on his podcast, is a very sneaky MVP pick if the Guardians can make it to the Eastern Championship game or even make it to the Championship game or win it. What Matt McGloin's a good quarterback. He, he, he's been in big games like Aaron Murray. This is two big-time college quarterbacks, Penn State against Georgia, playing each other week one. We're lucky to see this championship game – or see this game, I'm sorry, week one. Could be a preview of the Eastern Championship game, according to Vegas. We'll see about that. They're higher on these two teams than they are St. Louis and D.C. The weather's probably going to be cold in New York. I think I've seen some snow flurries maybe that morning uh, in the New York area. 
I don't think either one of these two teams are going to have the best fan support, maybe, for their home games to begin with. New York fans will come out if they start winning games, and what better time to start winning than now? But Tampa proved me wrong. Chessman proved me wrong and showed me that y'all should be the favorites in the Eastern Division or even in the whole XFL. Three and, a, two and a half points is not a whole lot. Like I said, I don't know how you can really bet on these games considering where we're at now. I don't know a lot. It's kind of hard picking these games. even kind of hard talking about them right now. Next week will be a whole lot easier once we see the games and see what these coaches are going to do. We don't know what the coaches are going to do. We've only seen some footage from the preseason, and we just know who the players are. Give me the Guardians. That's my lock of the week. The Guardians are my lock of the week. If you're going to bet on any team, bet on the Guardians to cover the two-and-a-half point spread and the win outright. Bet the Guardians in this game. So now here's the most, one of the other most interesting games of the week. It would have been my game of the week if Landry Jones was playing or if I knew he was. It is the St. Louis Battlehawks. Yes, St. Louis fans, it is time you're playing the team that a lot of people think are going to just run over everybody, the Dallas Renegades. I do not know if Landry Jones is playing. That's what kind of makes me nervous about this game. This is the biggest point spread of the week, seven-point spread for the Dallas Renegades to beat St. Louis. Jordan Tamu is was named the starting quarterback for St. Louis. We know that already. We know three quarterbacks already. Well, we know more, but the three that was in battles, we know Brandon Sue was starting for Seattle. We know Aaron Murray starting for Tampa. And we know St. Louis is Jordan Tamu. All the other ones we kind of already knew. So Nelson's a good quarterback for Dallas. He's a perfect backup. That's why they picked him. He looked fantastic. I think he threw a couple of touchdowns in the preseason game against this same team. St. Louis, though, has a big defensive team. They're, they're, they're going to be a defensive team. Like I said in my power rankings show, they have the tallest defense, a 6'4". That's their shortest player, 6'4". While Dallas has got some pretty small wide receivers, not, you know, typical wide receivers like Jack. Well, Jack Ferguson's pretty big, but Jeff Bidette and some of them are kind of on the smaller side. So it makes you wonder if they can get past these big, tall defenses or defense in St. Louis. Here's the key to me. St. Louis got to run the ball. They got to run with Christine Michael. That's going to be the key. If they can run the ball and keep it out of Dallas's hands, they have a shot. If they can play good defense. They can make Nelson, because I don't know if Lane Jones is going to play. They'll probably announce it Saturday or Sunday morning. If Lane Jones don't play, St. Louis has a chance in this game. I think they have a good chance in this game because of their defense. If John Tomu can make some plays with his legs, they have a shot. Give me St. Louis in this game. It's a gut feeling. Give me St. Louis to beat Dallas in an upset. The reason why is their defense. If they can run with Christine Michael and Matt Jones and keep the ball out of their hands and make Dallas nervous on defense and just run the ball and run out the clock, because the, the clock's never going to stop moving. They can have... 11, 12-minute drive by running the ball, Dallas may never get to touch the ball in the first quarter. Give me St. Louis an upset. I'm going out on a limb here just on gut instinct. If Jordan Tamu can make some plays with his legs and that defense can get a couple picks of Nelson, they have a, they have a really good shot of winning this. So give me the upset in St. Louis – or in Dallas, St. Louis beating Dallas. So here's my picks. The D.C. Defenders beating the Seattle Dragons and covering the spread. Give me L.A. – beating Houston straight up. Give me New York Guardians beating Tampa straight up. And then give me St. Louis beating Dallas straight up. So I only have one team covering the spread, and that is D.C. Defenders 
just beating down the Seattle Dragons. Now, here's my predictions for the season. One, MVP will be Matt Bagoin for the Guardians. Like I told you before, I like the wide receivers. I think they have really good wide receivers. I think he's going to be able to get the ball to them. With that defense making him maybe have short fields, he might lead the league in touchdowns. He's not a bad quarterback. He has a lot of good experience in big games. Give me Matt McGloin as my MVP candidate. Defensive player of the year, Kenny Robinson from St. Louis. I know he's a rookie, but I think he has a good shot of not only doing great in this league, but doing great in the NFL. He says he's going to come out for the draft. He's going to come out for the draft. There's a chance he could be a very high pick in this league or in the NFL by killing it in this league. I think he's going to be a big thumper for that very good St. Louis defense. Kenny Robinson, Defensive Player of the Year. Offensive Player of the Year. Ready for this? Jarrell Presley from the D.C. Defenders. I think if Cardo Jones can use his legs some and just be a great pocket passer as well and open up some running lanes, Jarrell Presley, he's going to lead the league in not only rushing yards, but also touchdowns rushing. You mean Jarrell Presley of Offensive Player of the Year. Now, for my picks for the playoffs and championship game. We don't know what championship game is going to be played at, so that's interesting. But give me on Saturday, April 18th at 3 o'clock on Fox. It is the Eastern Championship game. In the Eastern Championship game, give me the second seed, the New York Guardians at the D.C. Defenders. So you got a rivalry there in New York against D.C. I'm going to take um, I'm gonna take the Guardians. I think the Guardians got a better defense. They, they, they showed me a lot in the preseason. They showed me a lot on that defensive side, and I believe in Matt McGloin, as obviously I've been saying. So I got them beat D.C. Cordell Jones, I think he's going to make some mistakes. I don't think people talk about, like I talked about in my in my power rankings, that he is a one-year wonder at Ohio State. So that might come back to haunt him. Uh, Matt McGloin has, you know, more games under his belt. So give me, give me the veteran. I think D.C. wins the division – in the regular season, but I think the Guardians beat them in the playoffs. And then in the West, I'm going to take – I haven't changed my pick yet on this one. I did have St. Louis going into the Eastern Championship, but now i got the Guardians. In the West, though, that Sunday on ESPN, April 19th at 3 o'clock, give me the two-seed L.A. Wildcats at the Dallas Renegades, and I'm going to take the Dallas Renegades to win that. I know I got them losing week one, but once Andrew Jones gets right, I think they're going to be unstoppable. Give me the Renegades – beating L.A. I think that's going to be a hell of a rivalry in the West. And then in the championship game, we got the West champs, the Dallas Renegades, and the East champs, the New York Guardians. We don't know what it's going to be at, but we do know it's 3 o'clock, April 26th on ESPN. Give me the better defense. Defense wins championships most of the time. Give me the New York Guardians being this year's 2020 XFL champions, beating the Dallas Renegades. I think their defense will be really, really good. They're going to have a great secondary. There's going to be a no-fly zone up there. Watch out for this Guardians defense. I'm telling you right now, this defense is going to be unstoppable. I know DC. I know how DC went into the division, but give me the two seed out of the, west, uh, out of the east beating the one seed out of the west. The New York Guardians is my pick to win the XFL Championship beating the Dallas Renegades. Thank you for joining me. I want to thank everybody for the support I've had over the last 14 months. It's crazy seeing my podcast grow. We are here, though. We're at week one. Starting next week, I will have reviews of the games and previews of the games two separate days. I'm going to do my game reviews and power rankings at the beginning of the week. And then towards the end of the week, we will have game previews just like this. 
it's a little hard to do game previews when it's week one and we don't know totally what's going on with death charts and stuff. So I try my best in this episode. I promise it will get better as the season goes on. Follow me on XFL uh, at on Twitter and on Twitter and Facebook at XFL Podcast. Check us out next for newsroom. There's tons of tons of new podcasts. We got XFL Fantasy Central. We got Battlecast now. We have Unhinged. We have uh, American Noise. We have Viper Nation ready to you know ready to strike Viper Nation. And we even got more podcasts coming on the way. Can't wait to make those announcements. Thank you for joining me on this show. What a ride it's been, and we're there, guys. It is week one. Can't wait to see you next week and talk about the games. Thank you. Have a good night.